Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show, where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley. You are joining us on the Beautifully Confident Show, the podcast that empowers you to embrace confidence from every angle of your life. And I'm thrilled to start this transformative journey with you. In our upcoming three-week series, we're diving deep into the wellness wheel exploring how each dimension from spiritual to emotional to physical and financial plays a vital role in shaping your confidence. Over the next few episodes, we'll be joined by two incredible experts each week who will share their insights, experiences, and practical tips on how to reclaim and boost your confidence through your wellness. Join us as we unlock the secrets to living a beautifully confident life one dimension at a time. Are you ready to step into your power, align with your values, and shine with confidence? Let's start this journey together. Be sure to leave a rating and review and let us know what you think. I have two amazing experts with me today, Sharice Burton and Matthew Brackett. Welcome, guys. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Thank awesome. you, Kelly. Thank you for the opportunity. Great to be here with Sharice. Awesome. So our experts today, um, Matthew is going to be sharing a little bit about relationships, and Sharice is going to be sharing a little bit about spirituality. Why I started this, and this month really spoke to me, because I feel like I'm talking to a lot of people who are, not that you have to have everything together in your life. But if one of these areas of wellness in your life is like a two and you want it to be more of an eight, nine, or 10, a lot of times all of our other areas are crumbling right around it. So we're going to be talking today about the importance of these areas and how we can start to elevate them so that we can start to move the needle on our spirituality and our relationships because um, it does affect all the other areas, our emotions. Um, it just, it trickles out to everything, even our career. So um, I'm going to ask each of you to share just a little bit about your journey with, um, so Sharice, I'll ask you to share first, ladies first. Um, ladies first. <laughs> um, a little bit about um, your journey with spirituality and um, how, you know, kind of how it showed up in your life. Well, um, thank you so much again for having both of us here. So great to be here with Matthew and get to know him. So I actually have, you know, we were just talking about before we got on how you will look at the person in front of you and just think that that's where they started. And we forget sometimes the backstory and so I really want to impress upon you that just like Kelly said, 
nothing has to be perfect. You don't have to have everything in order to get to that eight, nine, or 10. But where I started, you know, I grew up in an abusive home. I was placed in a children's home. I ran away from home when I was 17. Later on in life, I was diagnosed with chronic depression. And my spiritual life, as you might imagine, as a teenage runaway and dealing with chronic depression was probably more like a negative two. I was angry with God. I didn't know where God was. I, I blamed him for where I was at in my life and why that was happening. And so first thing is, I want you to know that's okay. God is big enough. God is big enough to handle all of that, all of that emotion. If you're having that anger, if you're in that place of frustration, if you're wondering where is he, he's right there but he's big enough to handle it. So I was going through those steps and there was so much anger and healing that had to happen. And it was, it was not easy. You know, we had four little kids. And I think at that point I had been married to Andy. Oh my gosh, maybe I want to say almost nine years. And I was pushing myself through life. I was forcing everything to be what I thought was, you know, the perfect Christian wife, even though I did not feel it, Hmm. but I knew it was coming out. So that there was so much growth, but the healing had to happen first. And I'm going to just go ahead and give one tip right here is it has to be a choice. It has to be a choice. The first tip in growing your your spiritual life, if you're at a two or a one or a negative two, it is the choice to not stay in that place because many people do stay there. Yeah. So you have to choose not to stay there. So that's a little bit right there just about the process and choosing to move forward, choosing to believe that God is for me choosing to believe that even though I'm angry, he's for me and he's going to help me through the healing. Oh, thank you, Sharice. And I, I love that you pointed out that so often people look at our lives and think they have it so easy. They have all this, all of these things together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know through your coaching business, people probably do look at you like that. Like, this is what she's coaching on. She's got it all together and she always did. So I love your your vulnerability to share <laughs> about your journey and, you know, where you came from. That <laughs> you, you didn't just arrive when you were born. <laughs> right. So. Still haven't arrived. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't think we ever arrive. <laughs> and if we no. do, just stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthew, you want to share a little bit about um, your journey and and the importance, you know, that relationships have played in your life as well. Of course. Now you want to piggyback a little bit. I'll maybe also piggyback on Sharice a little bit of things that she said, Please. which was so helpful. So my background, I'm from a small town in New England, the 10th of 13 children. And I, I left home at, at an early age to into work in ministry. So I became, as some people, some of your listeners might know, that I became a Catholic priest. So I was in that for 20 years. I was in the field of ministry for 30 years. And, and so that's why it's sort of, you know, spirituality is very important for me. 
as well as, as for what Sheree's saying. And there's one thing I want to say about what she mentioned is how when it's true, God is much bigger than, but we, we have this sort of this respect for God that we're like, oh, we can't, we have to be all appropriate in the way we express. Right? And when, you know, I imagine both of your parents, you know, and a lot of parents are listening. Well, how do you want your child to, you know, you want your child to be honest, right? And to when they're angry, when they're upset, to be able to express it and to get it out. And because you're like, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear the real you. God is the same. God wants to hear the real us. And when we express the real us, it's good for us. It's good for God. It's good for everybody. <laughs> and so, so the work that I do now is really focused more on, on leadership around personal coaching and consulting and education. But I call it a holistic approach around how we lead ourselves, how we lead in our inner circles. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where relationships obviously play a huge role, how we lead professionally, how we lead in organizational contexts. And I've been very fortunate to work in a lot of different countries and cultures uh, in, the Euro in Europe and in the Americas. I'm in Guatemala actually right now as we connect on this call. And very fortunate to also get a lot of, have academic preparation and, you know, to get a, a master's in spiritual theology and, and human development. And then another one also in psychology of, of leadership. So to continue to serve people. Now relationships, there's a lot I could say here. So Kelly, you just kind of raise your hand when I need to be quiet. <laughs> but relationships help me. Now I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I'm not in a committed relationship and I lived a life of celibacy for 30 years. And so it's, so people could ask, well, what do you know about relationships? <laughs> well, because I've dealt with a lot of people. And in the end, the human being is relational. You know, whether we talk about our relationship with God, whether we talk about our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others and this interdependence that we need each other. And so relationships, you know, I think there's part, an aspect of my life as a priest was very interesting because I was always in relationship with other people, but at the same time, I wasn't because I was sort of protecting this identity and I had to stay, I had to live up to certain expectations and, you know, and so there's always this distance between people, even though you're close, but it's usually, it's oftentimes it's a one-way street. People are very close to me because I'm part of the highest and lowest moments of life, but I maybe didn't know how to be close to people and how to let people in. And that over time that led to, well, to, to sort of what we're, I would say depression, just that, yes, a crisis, <laughs> okay, which lasted a long bit. And I had to learn to to let people in. Wow. And obviously in a safe environment and in a confidential environment, and, but in an intimate, that intimacy that we can talk about, which is so important for us as human beings, but it can also be so challenging. Because when we're intimate, we, are open our, we open ourselves up to being hurt. Yes. And if you've been hurt, when, how harder it is to be intimate. You know, and that can happen with God because when you felt feel that you've been hurt, this is just piggybacking off Sharice's topic. When you feel like you've been hurt in the name of God, well, of course, it's going to be hard to let God in, right? And that's why I say that, you know, poor leadership or dysfunctional leadership that happens in the environment of family and in the environment of faith is much more damaging because it touches the deeper fibers of who we are as human beings. Yeah. So relationship, you know, allowing people in, and we need that as human beings. And I think there's so much hurt going around in society that we have a hard time doing that. And so there's also a light of isolation. There's a lot of loneliness. There's an epidemic of isolation. 
at least in the Western world. And there's a lot of reasons. We don't need to go into all the reasons why, but so relationships. Now, and we're talking here, Kelly, about maybe we're talking more about romantic relationships. Actually, Matthew, I'm glad that you pointed out that relationships are encompass so many things um, because that is part of our wellness wheel. Our wheel of life is how you as an individual take relationships. You know, how how does it need to show up in your life? So not necessarily romantic. It, it can, it's all of those, Matthew. And um, even what Cherie shared was also like part of, so it was all intertwined, which is my whole point of we need to look at all the wellness areas in our life. So relationships is is such a broad topic. And I think it's important for people to reflect and say, where are my relationships mm-hmm. failing? And I need to build on them. So important. Absolutely. And it is yeah. yes, relationship with myself, relationship with my others, with my inner circle, more intimate circle, whether it be family. Then we have yeah. friends. Then we have relationships at work. I was all types of, and then we have relationship with the transcendent, with the divine, with, with God. And so relationships all around. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and Thank you. Oh, go ahead, Sharice. I just, I'm like, that's just amazing what you're saying, because it just ties in. I just keep thinking that's why Kelly had both of us on together, because when your confidence is low or non-existent, your relationships are non-existent or not real because yes. you're not feeding yourself the confidence and loving yourself. So how, you know, it's, it's true. You cannot build a relationship with someone else that is healthy when you're, you're struggling so deeply with who you are and loving yourself and believing in yourself. And that's one of the things that I learned, you know, I've been in business for 21 years and I've been a leader and working with women and coaching them to success, but getting into their lives and being relational. And I, I love one of the, the most important factors in my business is it's a relationship building business. It's not just a business. It is all about relationship, but it's messy. People's lives are messy and relationships are messy. And when you are in a healthy relationship, there's also the levels of respect and love that are for yourself, but also for that person that you're willing to kind of get in the mess with them, so to speak. Yeah. You know, so this is so, so intertwined, like you said, because, you know, the, the business part, you know, it's, you know, how you've, you've heard that, um, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Right. When you build a relationship with someone and they can trust you, you can lead them better and you can build them up better because they're trusting you because of the relationship. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Sharice. Um, And yes, it is why I chose the two of you to be on together. (laughs) These are, they are such intertwined topics and, and areas of of wellness in our life. Um, But again, it all trickles out to everything in our life. And if when we start to look at all the different areas of wellness in our life, and one or two of them is really a flat a flat tire for us, 
-hmm. it's where we need to start looking to start to elevate. Um, Mm -hmm. So Matthew, do you want to share your two or three tips about if someone feels like, you know what, my relationships are like uh, two, three or a negative two, um, some things that they can do to start to bring them up closer to the eight, nine or 10 that we really want in life. Thank you. There's a few things that are so much coming to mind right now. So I want to go by what what Cherie said. So helpful, you know, with your relationship with yourself. We oftentimes, I think uh, the functionality of our relationship with others is based on that foundation of my relationship with myself. For example, you know, if we we were to talk about unhealthy relationships or codependency or toxic relationships or dysfunctional relationships, a lot of it comes from, not from the other party, a lot of it comes from um, from building on the right foundation or my, I need to build my foundation. So a lot of work that I do with couples is first of all, we look at how are you as an individual and then how do you mesh as a couple? That's where we have to start. Your well-being influences your relationships. And so thank you for, for sharing that, Sharice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could go in different directions here, but I would, a few things is building on that is First of all, my relationship with myself. If you're looking at your life and your relationship like my, I mean, you're like, I don't know if I have a good relationship with myself. Well, maybe that's a good place to start. And how can I reconcile or or see myself better? You know, in the in the space of leadership, in the holistic approach to leadership, I said self awareness is the greatest asset, really, in life. Not the greatest, one of one of many great assets. But the lack of self awareness is a huge liability. Because mm-hmm. lack of self-awareness means a lot of blindness, a lot of blind spots. And the more blind spots that we have as regards ourselves, we're always going to have them, but the more we have, the more difficult it is that we're going to be functional in the way we in the way we live, in the way we relate. Mm-hmm. And then that happens in inner circles and it happens also just professionally in, in leadership. So I think looking at yourself and knowing how to look at yourself in the mirror. And what I would call with great humility, because humility is to live in truth and to, and as they say in the scriptures, the truth will set you free. So to to uncover, and the truth of ourselves can sometimes be ugly, right? So we're afraid of it. Like, oh, and- right? how many, you know, we all, we all want to use filters on our phones and we would like to have filters on our mirrors, right? So, so we're like, <laughs> yeah, I do like But a lot of times the way we see ourselves is through all those filters. We're like, you look great. Okay, but is it blindness or is it because we're just looking great? And maybe maybe there's some blind spots. And so that's why coaching these, you know, this professional confidential relationship, because of how we're wired as human beings, is a way that we get to it's one of the ways that we get to know ourselves better. Because we 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 turn thoughts, experiences, and emotions into words. And this is how we process things human This is how we discover. And when I turn something into a word, I I hear myself say it. I take more ownership of it, mm-hmm. whether it be wonderful things or whether it be the difficult things about my life. And when I take ownership, it becomes more real, and I become accountable at least to myself, maybe to someone else. So, anyway, so that's it's learning how in a, in that confidential, safe, sacred space to have someone that I can talk to about the real. Where I don't have to show up yeah. with filters and with masks. Right? As in families and friends and at work and all, 
in all those other relationships, they're all beautiful and wonderful, but there's always other dynamics that we're just looking to protect as well, which is very understandable. But when I can show up without those filters and mess, then um, the better you're going to serve yourself and your growth in this. So with that also is, and I'll be brief around these other points, is intentionality. And now let's go to just romantic, that intentionality with myself, and as Sharice also said, we need, it has to be a choice, whether it be with God, with myself, with others. And in our romantic relationships, a lot of times, you know, we're very intentional when we date, right? And when we look to build up a relationship, we're very intentional about that. Then we get married, and intentionality sometimes can go by the wayside. Yeah. And so intentionality, because when business, we already know that we have to be intentional. And if if we ran our marriages and committed relationships the way you run a business, well, maybe a lot more marriages would be very successful. Hmm. That's a great point, Matthew. Very interesting. So, so intentionality, and I say invest intentionally every day, invest intentionally every week, every month, and every year. And every year, I mean, you know, go on a marriage retreat, which doesn't have to be faith-based. Something that is focused on building the relationship. And even if you did the same one every year, it will speak to you in a different way every year because you're at a different place in life. Hmm. So intentionality, freshen your friendship, and keep your friendship alive and fresh. And going back to romantic couples, oftentimes they, you know, they date, they become the greatest of friends, they get married, and uh, we're we're now spouses. We're no longer friends. <laughs> Remembering, keep the friendship. Yeah. Uh, the friendship is what keeps it fresh, right? And and the last thing I would say is because it's a it's a deep need, and this is really for, for all relationships, but it's very applicable also in, in the committed and in the family, is as human beings, I use this a lot in leadership training as well, is we all want to be seen, we all want to be heard, we all want to feel understood, appreciated, and recognized. Those are great if tips. We those, if we do those things. We, it'd be amazing just how, every, how so many relationships would change. Because mm -hmm. in the end, if we look at it, that's, of course, that's what we want to be. There's nothing selfish about it. It has to do with the emotional needs that we have. Because of who we are. We all want to be seen. So if your spouse, your children, the people at work, people that you lead, if they feel seen, listened to, taken into account, appreciated, recognized, understood, you're going to work magic. So thank you. Thank you, Matthew, for sharing those. Um, so yeah, so if you are, you're feeling like there's the flat in my, in my wheel is relationships. You want to grab those tips and just get started with them. Um, and Sharice, so can you give us two to three tips? I know you already gave us one nugget. Um, if someone is at that negative two in their spirituality, how can they start to move the needle and, and move it up more towards the eight, nine, or 10 that we're looking for? Obviously, like I said, number one is the choice because we can choose to hold on to our anger. We can choose to stay a victim, which ruins your relationships completely, just about. You know, so that is number one. Number two is you've got to get in the word. Even if you don't know what the you don't understand it. Even if you have to sit just for five minutes a day and get in the word, because we only, we know the word is living. It's a living book. 
And so we can get into the word and allow the Lord to tell us who we are. And when we actually do that and take that time, the healing will start. We may not feel it right away, but the healing will start. Your confidence will grow and your spirituality will grow as well. So getting in the word. And the third thing I want to say is a lot of times we think about this in just building our confidence, but it's also in your spiritual life and how you, your relationship is with the Lord. It's paying attention to the talk that's going on in your head. And we think about self-talk in terms of confidence and building our confidence. And, you know, what are we saying to tear ourselves down? What are you saying to yourself about how the Lord sees you? Because when you're telling yourself that, you know, I'm, you know, if I do the wrong thing, I'm going to get punished. Or if I, you know, stay angry at God, he's going to smite me or whatever the thing is that you're telling yourself about the Lord that is affecting your relationship with him. And that's affecting your spirituality. So those three things are really key. It is the choice to move forward. It's taking the time. And I'll be honest, you know, for a long time, it was really hard for me to get in the word because I felt like I didn't understand it. I felt like I would read it or I would feel like, what am I supposed to read? Or it would be like, am I done now? Do I have to, how long do I have to read for it to count? You know, all these things would go through my head. And so just to make it simpler, you know, one thing I started doing is I would purchase a Bible study, a, a devotional. One the ones I'm doing right now is by Priscilla Shirer. And I don't care if it's a group Bible study book or not. If it speaks to you, grab it. Because then I have a pointed reason to get into the word that is helping me then understand that particular part of what I'm doing. So it keeps me in the word and I'm understanding it better. And I'm having, you know, actual questions from that Bible study that's helping me think and process what I'm reading. So I, that has helped me tremendously because when before it was just like, I don't even know what this is saying, or I would read, I felt like I was reading the same thing over and over again. Anybody ever feel that way? <laughs> reading the yeah. same thing over and over. <laughs> so that has been a, a huge help. So getting in the word and then really paying attention to what you're saying to yourself about God. So, so important. Mm. Thank you, Sharice. I appreciate that. And I, I do think that you touched on a lot of points that I think hold, hold a lot of people back um, mm -hmm. from engaging in, in moving their sp spirituality forward is, did I do enough time? Was that right? Uh, you know, this, <laughs> you're, God's not grading you. So thank you for, for sharing those. I appreciate that. Matthew, Kelly, you look I, like you want to go ahead. You have something to add. Go ahead, honey. <laughs> I wanted to support Cherise and all that she's saying. So good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank um, you so much. I want to go a little bit deeper into the reading the work. I, in my journey as well, I'm very hopeful when you, there's so many resources out there to help us sort of to get the motors running, kind of dive deeper into the word, help us understand a little bit better. The people that have done the work, a lot of the work, their own personal work, but then they give it to us. And they say, this, this helped me. A lot of biblical reflection, scripture reflection, mm -hmm. you said. In another sure. format, which is very helpful and it's very brief, but it might help people to add structure to their reading of the word. It's traditionally called Lexio Divina, which is, it goes back really to the, 
the first few centuries, right, of Christianity, of, of monastic tradition. It's called the sacred reading. And it, it's really, so it's, you take a small phrase of scripture, and you could use this for, if there's other faith people out there of other faiths, any, whatever your sacred texts are, it, it works the same way. You take the text, you, you read it, and you read it three or four times. Not a long text, but you read it three or four times slowly. And as you read it slowly, then a few words begin to pop up. So it's like, so it's like, what does the text say? And then what does it say to me? So those words that pop out, I underline them, I highlight them, I take them out. What, what is this text saying to me? What does this text lead me to say to God? And then really the, the, the meditation part of that, and then just to sit in that silence with God. And then another step that some people have added to that is, and what does this text then lead me to do? Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a structure that might, a simple structure that mm -hmm. might be some people. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Ah, oh, thank you guys. Uh, I just, I feel like these two areas really, really do go hand in hand um, and can really help a lot of people to move that needle from a two or a three in life to, to start to move towards that eight, nine, and 10 so that everything else in their life is starting to fall together. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys being here and helping me bring the low calorie side of lunch to people because <laughs> I know they, they brought over their own lunch to be part of this. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys. And for anyone watching or listening, uh, if you felt like, oh my gosh, I want to learn more the their contacts will be in the comments so you will get to to be able to grab those and connect with um any one of us if something touched your heart and you thought i do need to build my confidence in in those areas um to be able to help me move forward in life in that purposeful life that i'm really good looking for thank you guys i appreciate you thank you thank for having you. us thank you kelly thank you streets thank you are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.